0: From the PSIA, ASI Mobile Studios in Annapolis, Maryland, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and tonight we're visiting with Asa Fountain. Asa, thanks very much for taking the time to join us.
1: Thank you very much for having me, George.
0: Now, Asa, tell us how you got into this sport, where you're teaching now, and how you got into teaching. How's that for three questions, just to start right off?
1: (laughs) That works fine. Um, I started (laughs) snowboarding when I was around 11 years old, and I used to stand on my sled sideways, and down our backyard, but then uh, come college, I met my best friend, Henry Desjardins, he's one of my colleagues, and we started teaching snowboarding together in Waterville Valley, New Hampshire, and eventually we came out to Tahoe in 2011, and since then I've been working at North Star, I currently work with the North Star competition team, and I'm a member of the Western Division educational staff.
0: I've got to hear about both of those, how did you get into the competition te- team, and w- what do you do there?
1: Uh, currently, I work part-time on the weekends with uh, kids ages 8 to 18, and they're all freestyle, mostly freestyle-focused snowboarders. I started with competition snowboarding actually in Stratton, Vermont, in 2014. I moved back to my home state of Vermont, and I ran the Stratton Mountain snowboard team for a couple seasons, but uh, Tahoe was calling me back, and this past season, I joined up with the North Star Squad and spent some weekends with them.
0: How did you get into the educational staff?
1: When I first moved to Tahoe, I took advantage of the Divisional Trainer Accreditation Program. And upon completing that, my first season out here, um, I started to shadow and understudy events. And when there was a need, we were hired on, me and a few of my friends. And since then, I have been running exams, level ones and twos, and freestyle events and such. And that's kind of where that began.
0: What's the difference between riding in Waterville, New Hampshire, and Lake Tahoe? (laughs)
1: how sharp your (laughs) edges are. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Waterville's a cold place. Uh, Waterville specifically is a north-facing mountain, and it's a good-sized hill. It's uh, 4,000 feet and with 2,000 avert, which doesn't sound like much when you live in Tahoe, but absolutely a much colder place with every variable of weather you can imagine. The snow doesn't really come in that good three-foot storm that we enjoy and appreciate out here, but I still absolutely love that place to death. It's one of my favorite places on earth to snowboard, and some really great skiers and riders come out of that mountain.
0: What's your favorite uh, feature in the park to hit?
1: Absolutely the halfpipe. Is it? Always has been the halfpipe, yep. It's just a constant flow of transition and constantly keeps you thinking, but out of these zones and the sort of flow that I get into in a a halfpipe isn't like anywhere else.
0: What makes a good instructor in the park?
1: Um, I think a good instructor for anything you're doing is how well you can connect with the people you're riding with. Um, But with park-specific tactics, I think um, showing students and showing people you're riding with how to navigate the park in a comfortable way is one of the greater skills that you can show somebody, regardless of how large the features are. Because the the flow of traffic in freestyle terrain changes from mountain to mountain. And understanding how to read that flow is uh, pretty important for your overall health and well-being.
0: I really want to get into park tactics. There's another podcast for us. Sure, yeah. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) do you teach them similarly, as far as reading the park, really to reading the mountain, going into a, a mogul field or anything like that, trees?
1: Absolutely, I mean they're all pretty well connected and ultimately we're still strapped to a snowboard, but the difference is uh, how many people you might be running into and what those people are doing. So if we're talking about showing someone how to ride a, a steeper pitch or somewhere in the trees where you might not have the human element as heavily, the park uh, you almost certainly will, especially at North Star and a lot of the nice parks in the Tahoe region. So. Being under, understanding how to read people, maybe understanding how to read people who probably shouldn't be in certain parts of the park or need to work <laughs> their way back up. That's where I feel the difference is. But ultimately you're still working with snow, you're still working with fall lines and transitional elements. So there's a lot of uh, comparable tactics between different spots on the mountain.
0: Now we've been talking about the park. What is your favorite place on the mountain to ride? Do you like trees or I mean, is it the park?
1: Uh, that, I think, ultimately depends on what kind of weather we're looking at. <laughs> so if it's just snow three feet, I'm not going to be anywhere near a park. But I've always been a big fan of tree riding. And especially on the East Coast, that was always a great challenge for how much closer together the forest grows and versus out in Tahoe where everything's a little more spread out. But the quickness and, again, finding that zone in the trees is something I search for every time we get some snow.
0: Is there an element you prefer teaching more than any other?
1: You know, when I was earlier in my career, we were always kind of hunting for that higher level, that uh, park lesson or maybe that advanced uh, steeper mountain rider. But honestly, in these later years, I have a lot of fun kind of taking back to that beginner lesson. But really, it depends on the person. And if I can connect with somebody, it really doesn't matter what we're learning and what we're teaching because I can take my favorite parts of anywhere and kind of scale that to what they need and introduce those things on whatever level they currently are at but I really get I really get good joy and uh, appreciation from those earlier lessons when people start to click with it and understand that they are doing it (laughs) that they are starting to become part of the sport and I think that's kind of the, the goal no matter who you're riding with
0: what's some guidance you can give us to get that connection with our guests, what are some things that you do that really help you connect with a person?
1: Uh, be patient, I think, is a, a good piece there. And it doesn't always happen in one day. I think that's an expectation that's a little heavy. But being patient and being, uh, being a little more real with people is something that works for me. I'm not uh, trying to tell people what they want to hear necessarily i think i get a lot of growth out of folks that way and when you can create a little more connection that's a little more real a lot more trust gets built and when there's trust you can execute and if you continue to execute the trust only grows so that would be what i would suggest to folks
0: at what point in your career did you start thinking i want to try out for the national team
1: (laughs) um a couple months ago.
0: Oh, okay. It wasn't <laughs> I, sliding down your backyard. <laughs> no, when I
1: was, it was always a small topic of discussion discussion back on the East Coast. Me and yeah, my friend Henry, we said that one day we'd want to go out for it at a certain age. That would be our goal. But honestly, since moving out to Tahoe, it really wasn't on the radar. But with this coming tryout, it's certainly been a thought. And I've been training with a group of really talented riders and coaches. We've been spending some time at mammoth and we'll see what happens when the 2019 2020 season creeps upon us if i'm ready to jump into that world or not but it's certainly something i think i would like to experience a little more of
0: something i'm asking everyone in this series what's a change you want to make in your snowboarding and what's a change you want to make in your teaching this year
1: sure um for my personal snowboarding, it would be to make sure that I'm just as quick and adjustable in my switch riding as I am in my regular and to not get complacent or relaxed when it comes to spending time riding on my switch, working on my switch riding. Uh, for my teaching, um, I think building off of the positives in people's riding just as much as what needs to be built upon would be the focus there because if we get into that a kind of trench of just looking for what needs to be improved that doesn't always create a positive environment so being able to recognize what's going really well and being able to continue to build off of that in order to see improvement is definitely a focus
0: ASA, i sure appreciate you taking the time to chat with us this evening i look forward to some more interviews with you throughout the coming season
1: Looking forward to it. Thanks,
0: George. From the PSI ASI Mobile Studios in Annapolis, Maryland, you've been listening to First Chair. I'm George Thomas.